I had asked uh, someone to do the Thanksgiving and gratitude testimony, and they had said yes, and then realized they had a schedule conflict. And um, so as I was pondering it and really considering it, I felt like that I was to be the one that was to share. So um, I began asking the Lord, you know, what I was to share. And this is really kind of a bit of an unusual Thanksgiving testimony, but it really uh, comes from a heart of thanksgiving and gratitude. And you will see how this leads into our other Advent testimonies. And um, so it all started about two weeks ago, I think, at prayer meeting. And I was telling a story that happened 39 years ago. And I've always thought this story was really funny. Um, the story <laughs> was that someone had asked me to be their roommate. And they had these cats that I really, I wasn't a cat person. Now, Lisa, this is not you. Lisa and I got cats later. But I was really, really not a cat person. And this girl had cats. And I didn't know how to tell her, um, no, I don't want to be your roommate because of your cats, because she really loved the cats. All right. So instead of just coming out and saying, I don't want to be your roommate because I don't like cats, I, I thought that would really hurt her feelings. I said, well, I have a dog. Well, I did have a dog, but it was stuffed. It was a stuffed dog. But I didn't tell her it was a stuffed dog. Okay, I just said I had a dog, and I didn't think anything more about it. Until 39 years later. <laughs> no, well, no, until it was, it was probably, it was probably a year or two later, this girl said, why didn't you tell me it was a stuffed dog? And I said, well, you didn't ask, <laughs> you know. And so I was telling that, and I showed him the dog on the prayer meeting. And Bill said, Mary, that was really kind of deceptive. And, uh, he was being, he was being, he was being very gentle. And, and it hit me like a brick. It was like, that really was deceptive. And I, I said, you're right. I did. I said, you're right. I had never seen it as deception, but it was. I mean, it, it was. And I think so many times there are things in our lives that we see one way because of the lens that we have, maybe the way we were raised, maybe whatever. We see it one way, and God sees it another way. And then we have somebody that speaks truth into it. So that really shook me. And I, um, I began, I, I thought, well, you know, why, why would I have communicated in that way? And the reality was I didn't know how to communicate. I didn't know how to speak the truth in love without really hurting someone's feelings. So sometimes I just would either say nothing or, or I didn't tell the whole truth. And when you don't tell the whole truth, that's a lie. And lying is deception. So as I begin, I mean, I don't like that word, deception. And I don't like to say I was deceptive. I don't like that. 
But I, I've thought so many times, Bill, about you, and maybe y'all have heard the story that Bill, when he was a young boy, singing Amazing Grace, would sing, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a like me. And he wouldn't say wretch. <laughs> well, you know, there are a lot of people that, that can, can help us, but we've got, we've got to see that, own it, and say it. And so when, when I was getting hold of this deceptive thing, I thought, oh, my goodness, where, where else in my life have I been deceptive? Well, you know, when the Lord wants to bring light to something, he has a way to bring light to something. And so I, uh, these past two weeks, have I feel like I've gone through heart surgery because he's shown me different places and times in my life when I was deceptive. And I began looking at, at the life of Jacob. And Jacob, of course, was called the deceiver. Now, I really don't want to be called the deceiver, but in reality, if you're deceptive, then you're a deceiver. And I don't think every area of my life has been that way, but there have been some areas of my life that were that way, maybe patterns that, that I learned. So as I was looking at Jacob, who was known as the deceiver, um, one of the things I found, it said, he tried to control life and depend upon himself and not God. Now, Sometimes, you know, I deceived because I wanted to look better than I really was. Or I didn't want to look as bad as I really was. Or I didn't know what to say. So over the course of the years of my life, the Lord has gotten hold of that without me even really ever calling it deception. And he's done a transforming work. Um, you know, it's easier sometimes not to say anything than to confront or be confronted. And we can hide. I know when, as, as I was a, a little girl, and I, I think my sister was on the phone. I don't, I don't know if she's still on the call. But I was the third of um, three girls. And both of my sisters were older um, than I was. And um, I, I came from uh, parents who were of the generation that children are seen and not heard. And that was the case. I mean, it really was the case. I would, I would go places and, and mother would say things like, you need to entertain yourself. Well, we didn't have computers. We didn't have any of that kind of thing. So I entertained myself. I, I would listen. I, I really listened a lot. But there were times that I didn't have a voice. So I didn't know how to have a voice, really. And it's taken all of these years to have a voice, but it would be God's voice, not just Mary's voice. And... Um, him redeeming that and breaking this whole thing like you know with Jacob he <laughs> Jacob had such that that strong place of, of deception and yet he had this whole heart that was gonna not let go of God 
and they, they wrestled. And Jacob's hip had to be put out of socket. Now, I'm not walking like this, you know, thank you, Jesus. But I, I've certainly had to be broken in regard to deception and taught or retaught how to not just try to control my life or get my own voice, but to let him control my life as I would depend on him. And um, when you sang that song, you give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness. See, things like deception or, or wretch or anything like that, they like to hide. Things in our lives like to hide, so we're not even ashamed, guilt, all kind of things like to hide in the darkness. But you give life, you bring light to the darkness. And that Wednesday night, he did to that particular area. And these past two weeks, he has. And every time that he's shown me a situation that, um, that I was deceptive, it's like, oh, Lord, please forgive me. And so the, the cure, the answer is not that we have to continue to walk in deception or whatever it is in our lives. We, when he brings light, then he's giving us this merciful opportunity to repent. We don't have to hide. We don't have to pretend. We don't have to do any of those things. Because then that next line that you sang that says, you give hope. You restore every heart that is broken. And that's the real key um, because he is so great. Great are you, Lord. And so I... Um, this week watched an episode of um, The Chosen about Nathaniel. And Nathaniel was a man that had no guile, no deception. He was a, you know, forthright man. And, um, and he was in a hard place in his life. And, and in the way they portray it in The Chosen, he says, Do you see me? Do you see me? And, you know, he does. He not only sees us, but he sees everything about us, past, present, future. He sees everything. And, and he loves enough and he's great enough to restore every heart that is broken and to redeem. And um, later on in that that episode, there's a thing about Matthew, and Matthew's talking to Philip, and, and Matthew s said, I was a tax collector. And Philip in the show says, I was something else too. And he said, once I met the Messiah, am is all that matters. So, Here's my story, and I hope it's your story. Can y'all read it? Why don't y'all read it out loud? Not what we were. Not what we were. And I don't have to have a label like 
deceiver or liar or cheater or anything like that. I don't have to have that kind of label. Not what we were, but who we are in him. And other people, and myself included, we don't have to define ourselves by what we were because we're not what we were or who we were. So, you know, sometimes when we make a mistake and want to cover it up or hide it, um, we get we get tested on, are we really not <laughs> who we were? Is that area, has God really redeemed that area? So in my hands, I have a little thing that says, NC State University Transportation Department. So, um, in the, I guess it was maybe the day, this may have been the day after the, um, that was really kind of deceptive, Mary. <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, I, I parked over at NC State at Free Moms to unload the car, and Betty and I usually go together, and one of us stays with the car, another one gets the flower wagon and all that. Well, Betty wasn't there. So as per norm, I parked the car. I came back. We did Free Moms. I'm driving home, and I see something flapping under the windshield wiper. I thought, what, what is that? Maybe somebody put a flyer there. <laughs> no. It was a parking ticket that I had gotten for illegally parking. Even though there wasn't a sign, you can't park here, but I got this parking ticket for $150. It wasn't a $5 ticket. You know, I'd have probably just gone ahead and paid that. Inflation. Inflation. $150. Now, I could have tried to deny that I parked in the place. I didn't. I, I did go over and make an appeal and said, well, it wasn't marked and so on. But I didn't try to hide it. And um, even in my heart, now, I mean, I couldn't have hidden it because they got cameras and all that with them. But in my heart, I could have hidden it and said, well, they shouldn't have done that and blah, blah, blah. Well, the reality was they had every right to do it because I was in a place that they didn't want anybody parking and the guy was doing his job and so again instead of covering it up in my heart to try to justify what I had done I was really able to admit guilty and um, so I owed him $150 however it does say that you can make an appeal (laughs) And I made the appeal before the office closed that day. I made two appeals, in person and online. And they, unlike Jesus, said this. They said, we will forgive you this debt one time only. One time only. I'm so grateful he is not a one time only. Because, you know, many years ago, not just 39, but many years before that, um, as the Lord showed me a number of instances in my life, he has forgiven me many, many times as he's been teaching and redirecting that whole deceptive thing 
bringing things that were in darkness into light because of the truth. So the thanksgiving and gratitude is this. And if you know this, please sing it with me. There is a that got us into the places, into the broken places in our hearts, into the darkness. Lord, you don't leave us there. I'm so grateful, so thankful to you, Lord. And I'm grateful that you were willing to come, Jesus. And Father, that you were willing to send Jesus to come to redeem me, to redeem us, and uh, to bring us into a place of light and truth and fellowship. And so I pray wherever, if it's deception or whatever other things that, that, that would spring up in anybody's heart in this room or anybody hearing online, Lord, I pray that you will continue to come in and, and bring each one of us from a place of being like we were to like you are lord that that uh, what a redeemer what a gracious wonderful faithful good god you are and i bless you and i pray and i praise your your great name amen amen